Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Okay, welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. I'm here with Daniel Powinski. Hello. And I am Eduardo Manteca, and excited to continue our discussion about the planets and their correspondence to us right. uh, as humans. And today we're going to jump into Jupiter. Um, last week we did Saturn, and today we're going to go ahead and explain Jupiter the same way or similarly as we did with Saturn and its effects and its... Um, its understanding or the understanding that we've had of Jupiter for a very, very long time. Uh, this is the fifth planet from the sun and it is the juvial planet as I've read, but we'll get into further discussion about why it is that. Right. And my friend Daniel here will do a great job at explaining that. All right, my man, great introduction. Um, yeah. And there's a reason why we're kind of tackling Jupiter today. Um, and last week we looked at Saturn. So really what we were looking at is the traditional, what you call the traditional ladder of planets in alchemy. And it starts with Saturn. And then the second step is going to be Jupiter. Um, and this is really important because Jupiter is really going to be that polar opposite um, to Saturn. So if Saturn, well, like what you talked about last week is all about restrictions, Jupiter's all going to be about expansion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um so like Eddie said, Jupiter is kind of known as this jovial planet, and it really, really is. There's um, Where Saturn, last week, we kind of had to talk about, like, there's a lot of heavy things to talk about Saturn, and Saturn usually gets a bad rap because it, people see it as such a negative planet, where Jupiter is almost the, the complete opposite in that people see Jupiter as only a positive planet. And we're actually going to, as we kind of break it down today, kind of realize that there is some negative aspects of Jupiter. Um, and it's really going to be kind of comes down to your kind of free will decision on how you use that Jupiter energy that makes it positive or negative. And that's really going to be really the case for most of these, all these planets. It really comes down to your free will decision. But um, but from the most part, Jupiter is the what you call the greater benefactor planet. Um, so it really is um, kind of like you, you, what they call your best friend. But, um, but let's just kind of get into some characteristics of Jupiter first, just so we kind of get a nice little base understanding, and then we'll kind of continue on to this. So um, in mythology, this was always kind of call, called almost the king of the gods, or the king. Um, and this is very much because Jupiter, planet-wise, is a very large planet. Um, it's, it's huge. You can see it, as, even as far as it is, you can still see it from Earth with the naked eye. So you can actually visually see it. Um, and this is really kind of kind of comes down to why it was called the king, and we're kind of getting into more reasons why it's called the king. But just to kind of a little hint, Jupiter is the largest planet, but it's all gas. It's all warm air. And that's going to kind of get into the characteristics as we kind of start breaking it down. Um, but that's really what it is. So again, if Saturn is restrictive, Jupiter is going to be expansive. Okay? So Jupiter is going to signify optimism in your life. Um, any kind of belief that you have. Religion falls under Jupiter. Faith falls under Jupiter. Um, Jupiter is going to um, be the um, the planet of spirituality, so kind of the aspects that we speak about on this podcast. Um, and also things like long-distance traveling. 
Okay, like short distance traveling, like you're just going to the store, you're going here to there. That's going to be Mercury. When you're doing like a long distance traveling, like maybe traveling to another country or another continent or going on a long, long boat journey, that's ruled by Jupiter. Um, and we'll kind of get into that aspect as well and kind of share some personal experiences, how that is. Um, but some other things as well. So um, philosophy is going to be ruled by Jupiter. Um, uplifting morality, humane, compassion, even protection, wisdom can seem very much be from Jupiter. Um, and Jupiter is really going to give us kind of that high ideals, okay? Belief systems, optimism, even like healing and regeneration is going to be um, something that we kind of see with Jupiter. So kind of just getting off the way, Jupiter very much is like Eddie said, the jovial planet, okay? So Jupiter, like we said, is all about expansion, okay? Just like we said, Jupiter is made up of gas, okay? Just think about in, in chemistry um, or in science, what does a gas, a gas do if it's contained in an object? It expands to all the walls of it, right? Those walls are the restrictions placed by Saturn. So as we kind of go through, you're really going to kind of use Saturn and Jupiter together to play against each not to play against each other but more to coexist together because where saturn kind of applies the restrictions jupiter opens up for expansion so jupiter is all about expansion and growth so whatever comes into contact with jupiter it's going to expand that okay so jupiter is going to give us that ability to kind of look on the bright side of things and eddie mentioned earlier it's known as the jovial planet okay jovial is derived from the word jupiter Okay, so friendly, cheerful, jolly. Okay, this is why in the Christian tradition, Santa Claus is actually a representation of Jupiter. Okay, think about Santa's like body. Okay, he's a fat, large man, right? And what does he do? He just kind of bestows gifts. He's a, he's a very giving individual, right? Like all you have to be to get a gift from Santa is not, a, you can't make the naughty list. Like you can't be bad. And Santa Santa's going to give you a bunch of gifts, okay? Um, and this is really important because the age of, the time of Sagittarius is actually the time that kind of leads up to Christmas. Um, we'll kind of get into that in a little bit later, but that's really what it's representing, okay? So Santa Claus, big old fat guy, bestowing gifts on everybody, Okay. So that's really that jovial energy. And again, that's kind of what Saturn brings to the table. Um, so not only does he help expand, but Jupiter also kind of acts as protection. Okay. He's like your big guy. He's like your bodyguard. Okay. So if Mars is like the sword that you use to cut through reality to get what you need, Jupiter is like your shield. Okay, so Jupiter is there to protect you. So wherever you find Jupiter, like in your birth chart, you're going to have almost protection in that aspect of life. And again, Jupiter is just all about being, he's like your, he's like your best friend, okay? But just because he's your best friend, sometimes he can be a bad influence, okay? So you really want to be, have the highest ideals when you're dealing with Jupiter and make sure you're getting the best out of that friendship, okay? So, um, so again, Jupiter is so, so easy to kind of look at the positive stuff because everything we've kind of mentioned already has been very positive. So one thing with Jupiter though is, like we said, on its core, there really isn't much of a core. Jupiter is just a bunch of warm gas. So Jupiter very much has an ability to get inflated 
And sometimes he can push boundaries beyond the levels he's supposed to push and actually cause destruction. Okay. So to Jupiter, too much of a good thing is not, it doesn't apply to him. Okay. So there's the difficulties with Jupiter is sometimes you actually get almost too much of a good thing or Jupiter can kind of make you almost stay too much in like a party mode or just celebrating every night because Jupiter doesn't see restrictions. Saturn is all about restrictions. Okay. So it's very easy for Jupiter to almost get inflated. Okay. So people with Jupiter in their charts sometimes can be really good storytellers. Okay. If you've ever had like that really good friend who can really tell a really great story. Sometimes though, those Jupiter storytellers you could actually have been in that experience that they're telling the story from. And although they're the best storyteller in the world, they can start becoming a little inflated, right? You're like, oh, hey, you know what? This was like, you're doing a, such an amazing job of telling this story, but like, I was there and that, I, I don't remember that happening, right? They're not lying. They're just, they're just um, inflating the situation a little bit, kind of like an embellishment, right? Um and this is kind of some of the core stuff we kind of see with Jupiter. Um, so Jupiter is, he's expansive, but that expansion can lead to excess, right? More and more of something is not a great thing sometimes. So, so like, again, to Jupiter, too much of a good thing does not apply. But we know from studying polarity and studying the middle path that anything in excess leads to an imbalance. So that polarity that's going to be you're going to create between Jupiter and Saturn is really going to be what's going to help restrict Saturn, what's going to restrict Jupiter, and be able to use that energy for the greatest benefit of yourself. So again, Saturn creates the boundary and restricts. Jupiter is. I should kind of repeat that. Saturn creates the boundaries and restricts Jupiter from taking things too far. Okay, so where we can kind of see that is like almost blind faith right? So that's like fanaticism, okay? Blind faith in a political system, blind faith in like a religious fundamental system, okay? Media fan, like when you get blind faith in your media, blind faith in a political uh, party, this is all kind of negative aspects of Jupiter, okay? You can kind of get inflated. Being even like boastful is kind of, or bragging, it's one of those things that you always kind of want to be aware of your Jupiter energy because again, Jupiter is just there for expansion, but he's really kind of there to also kind of protect you. Right. 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 Yeah. The planet of, of, of growth and good fortune, but you know, you don't want to take that too far either. So. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it is the planet of growth and the planet of good fortune. Um, and again, it's kind of like, again, with all these planets, it's how you're going to use those free will, whether your free will abilities do to, create the benefit from that planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, you know, so one thing I wanted to ask about or discuss a little further is in within Greek mythology and, and, you know, talk about jovial, um, you know, Jove or Jove is in Latin for, for, for Jupiter and Jove in Spanish is Jueves, which is Thursday. And that's mm -hmm. where the, the root of the word comes from. But um, going back to the, you know, Greek mythology in regards to this jovial planet, uh, you know, reading about how it's related to Zeus. Uh, I kind of wanted to ask more about that and, and, and sort of the interpretation that the Romans had about, you know, right. Jupiter. Right. Right. Perfect. Um, so yeah, so Jupiter is, um, 
really going to kind of where the Romans really got their stuff from, and and that's a really kind of good thing to be aware of. Um, when you're studying Roman mythology, it's really, really beneficial to yourself to go back a step and look at Greek mythology, because the Romans really just took what the Greeks had and kind of repurposed it for their own people. Um, but we were speaking about Jupiter and the god of Jupiter in Roman mythology, and in, in Greek mythology, that's going to be Zeus, you know? And um, so Zeus is the, um, is the god of thunder, right? The god of thunder, and he is the king of the gods, okay? So what he really was, was Jupiter was the son of Kronos, which was Saturn, and he was going to eventually overtake Saturn. And it was all about breaking the restrictions of Saturn. And that's why Kronos sends out the Age of the Titans, if you've ever seen that movie. That's all about really killing Jupiter, because Jupiter was his child that's going to overthrow him. And Saturn doesn't want that to happen. And that's really what most of the story of Greek mythology is. It's about the story of Kronos trying to kill that Jupiter energy. Because again, Saturn's all about restrictions, and Jupiter's all about expansion. So he saw this as a challenge to his life. And you know, that's really fascinating that you brought up, because I didn't really even think about it. But um, again, what did you say the Thursday, Span- Spanish and Thursday is? Jove. Jove in Latin. In Latin. And then uh, in Spanish, it's jueves. Jueves, right, yeah. which is Jupiter, right? And that's perfect. So if you guys want to think about what we use in English, it comes down to Thursday. Thunder. Right, and thunder, and that's the Scandinavian god of Thor. So it's actually Thor's day, almost with a exclamation mark there. Um, so yeah, so Jupiter is really going to be, um, he's really going to kind of represent the expansive energy of the universe and using that expansive energy for yourself. So in alchemy, the second step of alchemy is tin. And so the first step was lead and that's Saturn. The second step is tin and that's for Jupiter. Okay, and this really kind of represents kind of what tin is. And this is why if you take like a sheet of tinfoil and you shake it very quickly, the noise it's going to generate is thunder, right? If you ever show it to like your younger younger people you're with, it really kind of blows their mind because you just like take this sheet of tin and you actually shake it and it represents thunder. And really that's what Thor was all about and that's what Zeus was all about. It was really about that expansion energy and he was like the king of the gods. So how he spoke... Like thunder was his voice, and the lightning bolt was kind of his actions. But um, Zeus is going to play a huge role, especially in Greek mythology, especially because he's all about kind of ending the story of Saturn. Okay, and again, we kind of go through these episodes and what you call these astrological um, eras in time, where different stories are told at different times. So in Greek and Roman mythology it was very important for them to tell the story of Jupiter, okay? And then as consciousness evolves, that shifts into like the story of the sun, and that's why we have Christianity with the story of the sun, right? So this whole expansion and this whole story of Jupiter um, is really a time for the astro, what you call astrotheology, because this was the time consciousness needed to be educated on the interplay of Saturn and Jupiter at that time, and it was it was really, really important, Um but we see a lot of episodes of Jupiter in our life today. So the the animal that Zeus would dispense from Mount Olympus um, in Greek mythology, that was an eagle. And that is why if you um, live in the United States, 
like the eagle is our national bird. It's on all of our money. It's on all of our coinage. Um, and it's in any big political office, you see a big eagle. That's why the founding fathers chose an eagle, because an eagle represented Zeus. Zeus represented this higher understanding, this this higher um, connection to religion, to spirituality, and kind of the higher aspects of life. And one thing we kind of want to really kind of um, kind of bring up at this point, too, is Jupiter expands, but Jupiter does not create. Okay, so that's really important. Jupiter can expand on something in your life, but Jupiter's not really the creator of new things in your life. That's really going to kind of come from the moon and the sun, okay? And we'll kind of get that when we get to the planets. So Jupiter is all about kind of creating something you already have, okay? So that's why Jupiter is the rules higher education, Okay, because what he's doing is he's expanding on that topic of education. So you already got the education, you already got the fundamentals. And what Jupiter is coming to do is expanding on that. Okay, so if, um, like in religion, Jupiter is kind of expanding on that knowledge. And again, Jupiter really is going to represent true religion. Okay, so there's kind of true religion and there's false religion. So religion comes from the Latin word regarle. Okay, and that just means to bind back. Okay, so you can really view how religion works in its negative and positive aspects by looking at that etymology definition. Okay, because to bind back can either mean to restrict and to hold information from people, which we probably see more in our modern religions, or it can mean to be to tie back to the source of everything. Okay, binding back to the source of life. And that's really important. You really want to, that's why we kind of really push you to study esoteric religion. Religion is gets a really bad rap, um, and, it, and it deserves it for a lot of aspects. I mean, it's caused a lot of problems um, and a lot of um, destruction, but it also at the same time is w- one of the most important subjects an individual can take on. Um, so when we talk about religion, we're really talking about true religion, and that's kind of binding back to the source of everything. And that's kind of why we're kind of uncovering this information, and that's kind of what this whole process is about, right? You binding back to the source inside of you and kind of getting into that deeper information, not so much being binded back and held back, which we which we kind of see with more of like your modern religions um, that are kind of around today. So, um, so yeah, again, Jupiter has so many positive aspects to it, but there's also those negative aspects of that blind trust, being boastful, raceful, wasteful, greediness, vanity. These are all negative aspects when you kind of expand Jupiter more. But without Jupiter, life would be very stern and severe, okay? So if Jupiter wasn't around, life would be just that materialistic Saturn approach, so what Jupiter does is it allows us to raise ourselves above Saturn to be able to see the higher understanding of life and kind of connect to that spiritual spirituality aspect of life. So without Jupiter, we would we'd have very little inclination to actually help other people. Okay, if it was all about Saturn, it would all just be like, oh, it's me versus the world. I have to just protect my own. I have to protect my, you know, my own five cent construct and not going to be very helpful to the world. So you wouldn't have any kind of charitable institutions, no parental kindness, no mercy, um, and no true religion. So this is kind of the stuff that 
that uh, Jupiter brings to the table. Okay, so Saturn kind of demands payment, right? You reap what you sow. Mars kind of has that idea of like an eye for an eye. Like if somebody gets me, I'm going to get them back equal, right? Jupiter is all about returning good for evil. So it's almost to like extend that helping hand to all of mankind. So Jupiter is all about like, hey, I know you kind of played me wrong, but like I'm going to be the bigger person in this situation and come from a higher perspective and not fight fire with fire. And uh, that's so important. And Jupiter is just going to kind of help us get out of the five cent construct and kind of see the bigger things. And it's so important for the time frame that we find ourselves in now because we live in such a, I mean, such an interesting time that life is so heavy. Jupiter really is kind of that big guy to kind of tell you, like, you know, it's going to get better or like there's expansion that can come from this. Where can you expand in this opportunity? Right. Uh, and I, I really like that you, um, present that idea because even when you go into the nitty gritty in, in regards to astrology and someone say has a mission to find out what their astro- like astrological affiliation is to Jupiter, even then you'll read that it's not so much that you should be learning about your astrological chart or your birth chart to benefit you. You should probably learn about it so you can benefit others. And that's probably something we want to kind of, um, you know, keep in mind at all times, which right. is like that higher self that you are inquisitive about or to learn more about a higher education, as you already said. I think it's important to know that with that knowledge and that power that it'll bring, you should learn how to expand on that and actually, you know, aid those who, who may have not seen that um, that window yet or looked out that window yet, I should say. Um, right. And that's something that I, I find in a lot of the literature that I that I've been researching in regards to Jupiter. It's, 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 it's important to give people that perspective, especially in the times that we're in right now. I think it's very easy for people to get caught up in, you know, um, being in that state of more of a, a stern personality and not really seeing the optimistic side of things. Right. So if, if you do or have the ability to overlook that and, you know, live that way, though, then I recommend personally that you just, you know, help others who are struggling with that. Right. Yeah. No, it really does. It kind of symbolizes a person who's grown above their instinctive states and has gathered values and wisdom. Right. And so really kind of represents that, that the soul would remain imprisoned within the darkness of matter if it wasn't for Jupiter. So Jupiter really is why he was kind of considered the king is because he's he's the king that has the key to kind of raise you above the situations that you find yourself in. Um, so I think this really has um, a lot to kind of reflect back to our soul over circumstance because you really do use that Jupiter energy to counteract that Saturn energy. And again, you want to have those boundaries. You want to have those restrictions. Um, and it's really just kind of comes down to like, where can I use this Jupiter energy to expand on what I already have? So again, Jupiter is not going to really create a talent for you, but it's going to expand the talent that you already have. Right. Which is why people find themselves traveling uh, in, in the way that Jupiter describes traveling far beyond the um, the distances that you find yourself in a day-to-day life. So when you do go abroad, you know, I think a lot of people will understand that it's not that it's going to change your life or show you something you didn't know by yourself. Most likely your personality is intertwined into this endeavor you're about to 
go on. But when you come back, you realize all it really did is it expanded what you already knew. Right. And and I know you and I can both attest to that. You know, I, I definitely have taken my, my trips, uh, abroad and, and had this, uh, I guess like preconceived notion that it would take me into a direction that was more of a right angle, but really it was more like just expanding on, um, a perspective I already had. And every time I came back, I was never disappointed, but I was actually reminded that, you know, it was just something that I needed, but also, um, wasn't going to, again, change drastically like black to white, you know? Right. It kind of just expanded on kind of what you already had. And, uh, yeah, just kind of make it, and again, kind of just fills up the space that you need to fill up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, so like mind over matter, that's very much a Jupiter situation, creativity, music, um, sexuality, wealth, even good luck is kind of ruled by Jupiter and it's, um, it's kind of, kind of really important. So, you know, we, we really kind of have to look at this planet as, what is it that I need to do in my life? And a, a really good thing um, that we would really suggest, especially because we're going to go through these planets and this whole thing is about self-study. Um, if you know your birth time and your birth location, it would really behoove you to get a birth chart done. So now you can get it constructed online for free um, and it'll give you like a, a small little write-up. Or you could also pay somebody that you provide this information and they'll sit down with you usually through a phone um, and they'll give you like a whole hour, hour conference. And usually it's about like a hundred dollars American. Um, and they'll kind of break down where your planets are um, and give you a personal birth chart. And again, your birth chart's not an all encompassing thing. Like what's in your birth chart is not set in stone. It's really just kind of giving you a snapshot of what your subconscious was the moment you took your first breath on earth. So, there's going to be environmental factors that are going to come in after birth. There's going to be free will decisions that are going to come in after birth that are going to shape your character. But it gives you a really good understanding of a snapshot of who you were when you took that first breath in this incarnation of your human soul. And it's just going to be really beneficial knowing where your Saturn is, where your Jupiter is. Um, it really kind of helps you figure out, especially with your Jupiter, it kind of helps you figure out what you'll be good at and what you kind of expand in in life. Um, and again, all your planets, like where your Mercury is, where your sun is, you probably know where your sun sign is. That's when people ask you your zodiac sign. Most people just know their sun sign, but all the other planets play just as an important factor in that. And it's really the interplay between them um, that somebody can kind of give you a breakdown from. So, you know, if you want to uh, message us, we have some really good references. Um, just one off the bat, there's an individual in, in Florida in the United States, and her name is Aluna Michaels, and she's with the Esoteric Astrologer, and she actually kind of looks at um, theosophy astrology and does a lot of work from Alice Bailey, who was a really prominent writer in the theosophy movement, um, and she gives a great reading, and I believe it's, I want to say it's about $100, but it would be... It just kind of behoove you. It's a great investment to give yourself. Um, it's a great gift that they get somebody as well because they might be a little naive about it. And then they like go through this process and they're like, oh my gosh, that that's me. Um, so really, as we kind of move forward, we kind of, um, it's just a suggestion. And again, if you don't want to have the money or you don't want to put the money into it, you can even just find a, um, 
a um, a birth chart online, and they can give you a, a birth chart reading. Um, and it'll kind of show you where your signs are. And it'll give you a little description. There's some websites better than the others. So we'll kind of pass those on too. But um, but yeah, it just I kind of moving forward, wouldn't you suggest, Eddie, that that was a pretty pretty great thing when you went through your birth chart reading? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it was great to to not just only understand the effects of, of the electromagnetic energy that was um, present during my first breath, but also the actual representations of a lot of my characteristics and how I lived my life. Um, you know, basically having to see that for myself and have it explained by someone who really understands, um, these, these, um, what these principles are within, you know, each of the planets and, you know, how it kind of relates to you, um, definitely helped, uh, clarify a lot of things that I felt internally or instinctively. Um, you know, a lot of things that I've done in my life, uh, I've done things that I've, you know, that have put me going against the grain. And there are things that I've done that are what some people call winging it. And I don't really believe that it's being winged. I just believe more that it was instinctively done. And so then therefore when the outcome is presented, you realize, well, Hey, I should just really go with my gut. And I still think you should go with your gut, obviously, but this uh, birth chart helped in that sort of like, okay, so when I was feeling this and when I was deciding whether to or to not do such a um, drastic change in my life or, or approach something with a certain um, mood, uh, I was correct. And right. this, this kind of affirms that, but that's just me. You know, right. uh, I would definitely recommend you finding out for yourself because, you know, we're all different. And as Daniel says, we're only um, presented with our sun sign uh, throughout our life in the beginning of our life when people talk about, well, we're, when were you born? You know, but it's so right. much more than that. So much more, so much more complex, um, you know, and just seeing how those, those energies reflect off each other because sometimes energies reflect positively next to each other and sometimes they don't reflect positively. So some rest, some planets play better together. Some planets um, don't like playing together. Okay. And you'll kind of see where those, that information is. And all it's going to give you is some proactive information. So you know how to redirect that energy. So um, again, a great, great information. I also know through the Brotherhood of Light, you can get a really great astrological re- reading, but there's so many talented astrologers out there. And any of the people that actually do readings for astrology that read us this podcast, I, I would love to share your information as well. Um, so please just direct message me and I would love to kind of pass that on for you and kind of get you some more, some more work and kind of connect our whole community together. Um, but, you know, one thing I wanted to kind of bring up because a, a really good way, um, especially for us in the West to see this Jupiter energy, Eddie is um, talking about the Zodiac sign that Jupiter rules. So all planets rule a certain Zodiac sign. So Jupiter rules Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is all, it happens in the end of November and it goes all the way up until December 21st or 22nd. And, you know, one thing we notice in the West, in our culture, is this is the time of Christmas celebration. So this is kind of the lead up to Christmas. And again, we talk about Jupiter and Santa Claus, and there's a really like this jovial energy at this time period, right? Everybody's just like in a good mood, like people shopping for for Christmas. It's like a really big thing. Everybody decorates, everybody goes out. 
you you travel to see family. Everybody's just in a good mood. People will say hello. Like, unfortunately, in America, we don't. We're very like secluded in uh, most parts of America. Not so much like in the South, um, but in a lot of places, people, especially like here in the Southwest, we're very kind of like in our own zone. Where like when you go to Europe or you go to you go to Asia or you go to South America. You know, you're walking on the street and people are just saying hello to you to say hello to you. It doesn't really happen, unfortunately, where we are in here. But like during Christmas time, people are all about it, like Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, right? And this really is, it's just that Sagittarius energy that's kind of coming through. Um, and it's so fascinating. And I know we've already spoke about this on the podcast, but we're going to kind of go back it again is how Christmas is not as fun as the lead up to Christmas, because really on the 22nd, that Sagittarius ends and you move into Capricorn and Capricorn is ruled by our friend Saturn, Mm -hmm. right? This is why, um, you know, we didn't mention this this last week, but this is why like Satanism always has a goat, right? Because Saturn rules the planet of Capricorn, the Zodiac sign of the Capricorn and the Capricorn's a mountain goat. Um, And so Christmas is never as fun as the lead up to Christmas. Christmas is always kind of heavy Everybody's kind of burnt out by the whole holiday season and Christmas just kind of comes and goes and people kind of just, it's like, oh, thankfully it almost feels like more of a chore where the lead up to Christmas is like this really jovial thing. Um, and so you can kind of see it in the seasons as they kind of pass and you can kind of just see that transition. Um, and it's kind of important to kind of understand, but really kind of looking at these Zodiac signs because, you know, we, you could see a lot from the Zodiac signs. So the Sagittarius is again ruled by Jupiter. Um, and Sagittarius is really what it's kind of telling you is it's it's really showing you that expansive ability of Jupiter. Now this is the 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 sign that stands the tallest because it has it has horse legs and a human body. And so really what that's showing is it it understands the instinctive side of life and it's raised itself above that. Okay? So again, this is where it expands on something it already has. So it has the animal body. So it's ability to travel, move very quickly, but has a philosophical body. So it actually has that, the head of a human. Um, and he's always shooting his archer for success and for good fortune. This is why it's an old gypsy trick to and a cowboy trick to hang a horseshoe above your doorway. And that's why it's good luck. Well, it's good luck because you're representing, you're pulling in Sagittarius energy. You're pulling in Jupiter. That's why the horseshoe is a good luck. And that's why you'll see it in in the South. You'll see it um, in like Romania. They'll put horseshoes on their doors. Um, any kind of where there was a gypsy influence or even like a, a um, Latin American... Um, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't think of the world. Um, like traditional influence. Um from pre-colonial times, they would do stuff like this um, because it was Sagittarius is all about kind of that good luck, um, that high energy, that philosophy, being able to see above the the normal of life kind of things, just being able to see above those five senses, a higher perspective, okay? Ability to travel because it's all about thought and you travel like we spoke about traveling with your thought, your mind. It's uh, it's limitless, right? You, your your mind works as fast as the speed of light. Okay, you don't have to physically. If I have a thought about something, I don't have to go and move to get that thought. That thought just comes to my mind. If I want to think of a dog, I don't have to go physically go look at a dog to see a dog in my mind. It's just instantaneous. That's kind of what Sagittarius is kind of bringing in that that higher value and that higher perspective. Um, so it's really kind of important to kind of 
bring that aspect into yourself and really kind of understand how that, uh, how that kind of corresponds with everything. Um, but it's a, it's a great example just by looking at that transition between December, December to the beginning of January, because it's, you feel it physically. Yeah, very you know? true. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I can't deny it. And and I like that you're bringing up, you know, back again to what we're describing as expansion. I mean, again, in the, here in the West, or at least in the, in the U S and other places that can relate to this um, lead up to the great celebration that is Christmas, it is um, so powerful that the expansion here is just being good to thy neighbor. That's really yeah, what it is. Right. I mean, we have the excuse or the the ability to pardon ourselves to go out of what we describe our comfort zones to include someone else who is not in our immediate family um, and connect with them. Right. And I think that's that's very interesting because that's a perfect example. Yeah. And, you know, and it's one of those things, too, I wish we would utilize that energy 365 days a year. Absolutely. You know, if I, if my, um, you know, like if I knew somebody who, especially in college, if, um, you know, we were having Christmas dinner, my family would, if they found out that like, oh, your friend from the dorms didn't go home for Christmas, they're like, well, definitely like leave Christmas right now and go pick him up. But if it was like a Tuesday in October and I'm like, hey, Chris, he doesn't have anywhere to go for dinner tonight. My family would be like, ah, oh, Chris, <laughs> you know, like, all right, I guess it. But like during Christmas time, like, bring it on, bring it on, which is really great. But we really want to, um, how do we get that brotherly love and how do we really start sharing that? Um, and again, not being where you're going to be manipulated or used by people. And that's what's, that's, it could be a downside of Jupiter, you know, but giving that brotherly love, um, that motherly love and really kind of helping to spread that consciousness. But, you know, even when you look at the the sigil for Jupiter, um, it's a cross with a little crescent moon on the left side. It actually kind of looks like a four. And really what that is showing you is like that intuition right side of the brain rising above that cross of matter. Hmm. Like we talked about last week, that cross of matter is is the five sense experience, right? Without those, without lines crossing, we wouldn't be able to perceive our experience, right? So this is that energy that just gets us to live above that, okay? And we, we've we really lost the higher ideals of Jupiter, and we really use Jupiter right now for self-gratification, self-pleasure. Um, we're not really utilizing that through the highest aspects, like you said, brotherly love, compassion, wisdom, higher thoughts, higher knowledge, um, and really sharing your wealth with all of the world, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's really important. We need to, there's really, I mean, again, we we see it in our society, but so many people just, it's just a work, 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 play, play, work, 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 work. You know, we don't really, we don't use the, the little breaks that we have to get those higher ideals. We just want to go and have what you would call almost low frequency, low vibrational fun. And it's just so important to you that Jupiter energy is there. But again, he's like your best friend that's going to do whatever you want to do. So if you want to go get, you know, really drunk at a bar, like Jupiter is going to be like, let's do it. But if you can also, you know, go see a beautiful orchestra or see like a ballet, um, read an amazing book, have a higher, like expansive conversation with your friends 
maybe in nature or something. You know, there's more aspects. Like, again, you can celebrate at a bar and you can have those opportunities. And like, we're not saying don't do that, but like, don't make that your weekend or don't make that the pinnacle of your Jupiter expression and be, just be able to check it. Just because, again, you know, Socrates said it great in all things, not too much. And that's a great reference for Jupiter. Jupiter doesn't know when to stop. Okay. So he's your best friend, but like, he's, he doesn't know the best for you sometimes. Okay. So really balancing that Saturn energy with that Jupiter is going to give you, again, we talk about it, balancing that middle path. I was going to say that middle path right. once right. again. Once again. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I think that, um, you know, that pretty much seals or at least makes more sense to me as far as what I've read about Jupiter. And I know that a lot of these planets, as they come, there's endless information and there's a lot of interpretations of um, their place and time within cultures and, and, and history. So, um, you know, we will probably always go back and reference these planets right. and also understand that there's more to talk about. But for those who are just getting an introduction onto this and, uh, you know, I myself, you know, I'm no expert of astrology, just an enthusiast, uh, or at least very enthusiastic about it because I mean, I don't deny it in any way. I think that, um, you did a great job at sort of giving us the core, even though there is no core to Jupiter. Um, right. So, right. I, oh, you know what? And before I even mention that, like even, um, I think we spoke about this before, but the astronomy of Jupiter, Jupiter's rotation around the sun actually keeps asteroids out of the belt to Earth. Okay, so it's so funny. Astronomy doesn't look at astrology. And this was this was shown to me by somebody who um, studies astronomy and doesn't even laughs at me for studying astrology. But they came to me and they showed me how, how what Jupiter's rotation keeps asteroids out of Earth's belt. So we would be bombarded with asteroids, like physical things hitting us. And Jupiter actually protects us from that. And it's the gravitational pull of its rotation around the sun. Um, so it's just so funny. Again, we talked about the, the two-level stick of astronomy on one side and astrology on the other. And as you learn one about one, you learn more about the other and how astronomy doesn't really react that way anymore. Um, but it, it's just so fascinating that there's even physical representations of that. So I didn't mean to uh, like interrupt you. I just remembered that and my ADD just kicked in. So it was just like, I got to speak about it. But, no, uh, no, you're but okay. yes, please continue with, uh, with you wrapping up this, this amazing topic of Jupiter. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I'm just, I'm thankful that there's a way that we can comprehend what, again, thousands of years have provided mankind uh, with as far as the association to these planets but the way we can condense it within this podcast, like you just did beautifully, I think, um, you know, leaves me feeling a little more uh, confident into uh, my ability to expand on that good fortune, you know, not right. for myself, but for others. And that's, again, the inspiration for this podcast and knowing thyself is the more that we know and the more that we can know about ourselves, the better this world will be off by, or well, the better this world will actually feel even in, in, in your immediate, you know, group of friends or family or people that you associate by expanding that knowledge onto them and also hoping that they can do the same. Right. Right. So, but with that being said, um, until next time, until next time, uh, next week we'll be talking about 
You know, I think next week we're going to be probably talking about Mars. Um, but we're going to kind of take a look at it. And we might actually combine Mars and Venus because they kind of play together really well. Um, but yeah, we're going to be making our way. And then also really exciting, we got that Star Wars episode coming up. I can't wait. I know. I can't I wait can't either. Wait. It's going to be so much fun. So we got the Red Planet. We got Venus. We got Star Wars. We got a lot on our Mercury is going to be coming up. The sun and the moon, which are going to take up a... A big chunk. But again, we'll probably kind of splice in some other information, not to get you guys just burnt out on planet, planet, planet. Um, but yeah, we're going to kind of get into it. And you know, you guys have been sending some great suggestions about like, you know, are you ever going to do anything about shadow work and um, any aspects of that? And yeah, we're going to get into all that stuff. We just kind of want to get this um, this stuff kind of, again, foundationally set up so we can speak about that stuff and use these terms and use these processes. Um, but again, None of this stuff is falling on deaf ears, so please keep sending all the, all the questions and all the love and support. We uh, we are so so grateful and thankful that you guys are on this journey with us, and uh, we are really excited on continuing it together. Absolutely, no, we're very thankful, as Daniel said, and very excited to uh, learn more about um, you know who else really uh, studied these principles and understood these actually um, these foundational principles are basically what we're bringing hopefully in an order that'll make sense later on down the road so if we do represent or do decide to um you know speak about say um other philosophers uh that were great in their time it's good to know a lot of this information to know how they related what they knew to the same topic again this is nothing new under the sun nothing new under the sun so uh but that being said we'll uh We'll see you next time. Yeah, till next time.